Hi, my name is Pam, and I am a recovering um, food addict, uh, compulsive eater, many compulsive food behaviors, and other addictions and alcoholism that I'm in recovery from as well. I'm very, very grateful to be here tonight. And <clears throat> just to give some of the numbers, I guess, and um, actually qualify myself, my highest recorded weight was 286 pounds. I know I was much closer to 300 than that. I just stopped painfully weighing myself when it kept going up. And um, I have released, I, I don't say lost because it's not lost. I know exactly where to find it. Um, but I, I've released, it sounds like someone's uh, unmuted. I've released um, over 150 pounds and I've been maintaining that weight loss since January of 2011. So it's not because of anything that I figured out on my own because I'm so smart, that's for sure. I um, really had a battle with myself over compulsive eating and other compulsive food behaviors I would have to say my entire life. And I'll just go back a little bit and, oh, oh, I meant to say when I mentioned my weight, I'm five foot eight, or probably I was, I've lost a little bit of height as I get older. I'll be 67 this year. And um, I, I got into recovery from alcoholism. I, be, I got sober in 2001. So um, I got abstinent over 12 years ago, and I got sober almost 22 years ago. And I mentioned that. I'll talk about it some more later because I find it's very important to my my story. And um, so I'll start a little bit when about when I was little. And, um, you know, I grew up in a very... Uh, uh, to be nice, I guess I would say chaotic environment. Um, I'm not blaming my parents or anyone else. They did the best that they could with what they had. Um, and uh, But I was a little bundle of nerves. And I was always looking for a way to escape. And uh, my friend says I was a relief seeking missile. <laughs> and that's what I felt like. And I found a lot of ways I would read a lot. And music, music was another way that was a big escape for me. Um, I do anything I could at school, clubs and sports and whatever would keep me out of the house and safe. Um, for as long as possible each day was I would have an interest in it. So, um, but there were times when the only thing that was really available for me was eating. And um, I, I've said this before, I don't know, you may have heard me say it before. I experienced a lot of my emotions in my stomach. 
this is something I just can't it really explain or or say enough because any kind of expression that you can think of, butterflies in my stomach, stomach in knots, stomach turning, um, any of those expressions, I'm well familiar with that. Um, and I think the eating also like gave my stomach something else to do uh, besides the emotional feelings. And that was probably another thing that um, it, it did for me. So um, I was okay as far as, you know, like I said, I did a lot of sports and everything. I was very active. I didn't notice until I was a teenager that if I were to eat the way that I needed to eat, and I've said this before too, that I don't say wanted to eat. I felt like I needed to. It was like a a matter of, I always felt like in survival mode. It was a matter of survival to me to not feel those emotions so strongly and just really self-medicate with eating. Um, so if I if I ate the way I needed to, I would start gaining weight. And I thought that as a teenager, uh, that that was just the worst thing that could happen. I mean, um, we had in those days Twiggy, and you have to be of a certain age to appreciate that reference. But I like to blame her because she um, was very thin, very famous, everywhere on magazines or anywhere uh, modeling, you know, and for whatever reason I got in my head that I was supposed to look that way and anything, you know, different than that was meant that I wasn't good. And I felt that way. So I was constantly dieting. I would do anything. Drink. I would not eat. I would drink coffee. I would smoke cigarettes. I would take uh, diet pills. Those were really easy to get in those days, they used to hand them out like candy, really. And I guess that's another problem to, to mention at this meeting. Um, but, um, you know, it was, it was very, very difficult for me because I didn't really enjoy being, uh, you know, young or growing up as much because I was always concerned about these things. And it was very stressful, very, very stressful for me. And I started getting into, like I said, you know, um, things that would curb my appetite, things that would stop me from wanting to eat all the time. And then just by virtue of the stimulant of it, I would need something else so that I could sleep, you know, and I started fooling around like I was a chemist with um, all these different substances to hoping that I was going to find this, you know, come across this perfect formula that was going to stop me from eating, but allow me to sleep uh, normally. And so um, might happen for a minute here and there. Uh, it, it, wasn't consistent and it definitely was not sustainable 
but I did that throughout my young adult life. I got married, I had kids, and we had a home, you know, jobs, everything that was like a life, but I was always thinking about how much I weighed, what size I was, what I was going to eat, what I was not going to eat, how I was going to eat it, how I was not going to eat it. And I went from starving myself, like for days, to binge eating and everything in between, everything in between, until as the years went by and the older that I got, there were less times in between, less time in between binges. They went on for longer periods of time. And um, same thing with the starvation and the liquid diets and the oh, exercise. I mean, it was just, it was, it was like my whole life. I had this battleground in my head. I didn't have, you know, and then every once in a while I remember, oh, I got kids. I got to, oh, I've got a home. I got, I got to get to work. to work it was just like they were almost like they were interruptions into this life that I was living inside of my head that had to do with my weight and my appearance and and that was all hinged on eating or not eating so that was that was it that was it for me and I'll just go ahead and sort of you know fast forward to um, all of the substance use turned into substance abuse, and um, I ended up in rehab. Um, And when I put down the alcohol and the other drugs, my eating really took off. It was like I was eating everything I hadn't eaten for the previous 30-something years. And um, so that was when I realized this is just like the alcoholism or any other drug. That first bite, it's no different than the first drink that an alcoholic takes. And I can just say this from my own experience. Everybody, I don't know everybody, but certainly me all the time and many other people I've met in program will think, well, he's going to have one. (laughs) And that's what starts off the whole insanity over again trying to have some sort of uh, control over something that is completely out of control, 100% out of control, apart from divine help. And that's where program comes in. Because when I finally got to the point where I ended up in OA, and specifically I've been in OA 90 for over 12 years now, the 90-day format. Um, And I really got serious about treating this disease and completely eliminated um, sugar of any kind, flour of any kind, no refined carbohydrates whatsoever, Um, no caffeinated. In fact, Nothing but water. I heard a lady say, nothing between three weighed and measured meals a day with nothing in between but water, God, and life. And I thought, wow, that really hits the nail on the head because that's what I need more than eating. I need a connection with God. And 
that's what I learn in program from working the nine tools every day. Those tools were they're they're there to help me stay abstinent. Using them helps me stay abstinent. I went through over 12 years ago, I went through a period of time where I relapsed, trying to cut corners, trying to do things my way, and I got worse off than ever. I had lost all the weight, but like I said, I don't say lost. I know exactly where to find it. Um, I had released the weight, and it didn't make any difference. The weight wasn't the problem. I'm the problem. My thought process is the problem. My, my, I don't even have a tendency toward addiction. I am an addict, and that's all there is to it. And the sooner I could accept that, the sooner that I could accept the fact that the way I was eating was no different before, before I got so, the way that I was eating after I got sober was no different than the way I was drinking before I got sober. Same disease, just different, you know, substances. In fact, actually, you know, the the alcohol is um, sugar. It's like sugar on steroids. It's no wonder I loved it so much. So um, I had to look at it. Honestly, I had to stay abstinent long enough to see with clear eyes that this was the same thing, and entire abstinence was going to be the only choice I was going to have. And three meals a day, let's face it, that's exactly the opposite of what I was doing before because it was either no meals or one long meal the entire day. So three meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, not a new concept. It's been going on for, <laughs> I don't know, a very long time. And... um, um. So, you know, having those weighed and measured meals, planning them out the night before, sticking to them no matter what, no matter what means no matter what. It's not like I haven't had a whole bunch of no matter what. So I went through breast cancer treatment for um, in 2012. I uh, broke my leg 2015. I was in a wheelchair for months. Um, and and my best friend died suddenly and unexpectedly in 2016. And uh, I mean, it was very, very difficult. And I, I've had many other deaths and loss in, in, in this time, during that time, this time. And most recently, last year, I had a brain bleed and lost the use of the right side of my body. And um, I stayed in constant contact with my uh, sponsor. I followed her instructions, and I stayed abstinent throughout the whole, I was in the hospital for a month. And I've been in recovery, regaining the use of the right side of my body ever since. And, you know, now, uh, in March, I, w- I was able to go to my son's wedding without a cane. I walked slowly, a little shaky, but I, I made it, and I'm getting there a, a little better each day. But not because of anything I could ever do on my own. I know without a doubt, 
without a doubt in my mind, if I were stop, to stop working program, that refrigerator would be my higher power in no time at all. And with these things that I've been through, I don't want to say like, oh, what I've been through, but these experiences that I've had throughout abstinence that have really made me want to increase my conscious contact with God. I call my higher power God that have made me want and need, understand I need that relationship in order to get through these things without eating and drinking and who knows what else my way through them. Um, and the only way I can do that is with program. When I say God, I mean program. And when I say program, I mean God because I just don't have one without the other. I, 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 I wish that there was some other way, but actually, truthfully, I really don't because it ends up like they say, this has ended up being the easier, softer way for me. For me, I work those tools every day like my life depends on it. And I don't do it anymore. I, at first, I did do it like it was a checklist of things I had to do and get done before the day was over. But I don't feel that way anymore. Now it's my way of life. I love working my program. It's saved my life over and over again. It still is. It does. It just does. And that's what I need is more God, not more food, not more anything. Like, and I know I said this already, but I can't say it too much. I know from experience, from that relapse in 2010, I know the way things are for me in a life without program. I know that refrigerator will be my higher power so quickly my head will spin. And I also know that if I wasn't working this program, I never would have made it out of that wheelchair. It, let's just say, first of all, if I would have even lived, um, I know that I would not have made it out of that wheelchair if I'd been eating my way through that. I mean, there's just absolutely no way. How would I have been able to? There's just no way. It would have been too hard. It would have been too hard without all. I, I heard someone say, it's hard, but it's not too hard with God's help. And that's exactly how I feel. The only way that I'm able to um, survive these things or make it through them is with God's help. And that only happens because of the tools and the steps. When I'm abstinent, same thing as being sober to me, the exact same thing as being sober. And um, so I, I, um, I need to stay abstinent in order to be able to work my program and in order to be able to cope with the things that come my way in life and I never feel like why me or anything like that. I only know that with God's help, I'll say, well, what's the next right thing for me to do? And I never would have felt that before program. 
I, I just, I just didn't know how. So, um, I'm very, very grateful to be here. You know, I could, I could just go on and on about program because how many times it's, it's gotten me through so much and saved my life. I, I want to say, you know, oh, and I know I've heard people say life is completely different. My life's completely different. And I know what they mean, and I get it. I get it. But I also say that life is not completely different. It's life. Things go wrong. People die. That never changes. But what's changed is me and the way that I get to live my life according to program, the way that I get to make different choices, better choices that aren't harming me. They don't harm me. Program has never steered me wrong. I have always been lifted up through program, through all of the people. That's why the outreach is so important through all of the meetings, my sponsors, that um, the, the step studies. I mean, everything works together in such a beautiful way. And um, I can't imagine life without, I wouldn't want to imagine life without program. I, I know how bad it was before. It would be even worse. Now, I have no doubt in my mind that I, uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to live without program. I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful for all of you, and um, I love you all. Even though if I don't know you, or whether I do or I don't, I believe me, I love you, and I would love to hear from you. My number is four zero eight eight three two eight nine nine four at specific time and I uh, have talk and text and WhatsApp um, anytime and my name is Pam L. Thank you so much for letting me share.